This is Wednesday, May 3rd. It's a girl. That was the news when our first baby was born. How do you respond when good news is shared? Is your joy palpable? Of course, we would have rejoiced with either a boy or a girl child, but in our family, there was a wonderful backstory. You see, my father had three boys. He always wanted a daughter. And when my brothers and I each married and began having families of our own, before that first grandchild was born, my dad issued a decree that a bounty would be paid to whichever of his boys could be the first to produce a granddaughter for him. Like we had any control over that, right? Now, my older brother and his wife, their first child, was a boy. At the news, my father increased the bounty. He really wanted a granddaughter. Then my older brother and his wife had their second child, also a boy. In desperation, my dad increased the cash amount of the bounty even more. So think of the fun I had in calling my dad after our baby girl was born and kindly asking him to send the bounty along to us. There was lots of rejoicing all around over the arrival of the first girl for generations. Now here's our text for today, Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 19. He, that's Jesus, went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now our gospel writer Luke records for us in his account of Jesus the scene of Jesus' first sermon. Now the way Jewish synagogues worked was there was no rabbi or professional teacher, but only an administrator. They really didn't have a pastor. Instead, men from the community, area rabbis or visiting men or teachers, would be invited to give the sermon to speak. Being a known teacher and visiting his home synagogue in Nazareth, Jesus would certainly be invited to speak. And he went to the synagogue, and there he was invited to do just that. Jesus was handed a scroll containing a passage from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And this was not just any section of scripture. This passage told of a time when God would bring about a new era of freedom, a jubilee for those held in bondage over sin. Jesus was reading scripture about himself. In Isaiah, the words are given in first person. The text was the Messiah saying, Here I am, and this is what I've come to do. What follows is an announcing of the good news to those who have lived with bad news all their lives. The poor, the prisoners, the blind, and the oppressed. 
God's grace, God's favor has come. For the Jewish people, the year of Jubilee was a time when all debts were canceled, all land returned to its ancestral owners, all slaves were released. It was the great reset that the Lord planned for his people. Now Jesus read this text and said, God is doing this now, right now. The prophecy Isaiah was hundreds of years old, and the people had been waiting for the promised Messiah as long as they could remember. But the people there in the synagogue that day refused to believe this. They could have begun a celebration over the good news, but instead they became angry. This is what we are told what happened later. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up drove him out of the town and took him to the brow of a hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. That's Luke 4, 28 to 30. So here was the Messiah, the long promised one who is now in their midst, telling them about God's plan to send his grace among them. But they could not accept him. This moment that called for joy and praising became just the opposite. Now we look at this text today because first we must get God's grace, God's favor to be able to live out grace ourselves, to be able to extend it to others. We need to see that we have been liberated, brought from darkness to light, from death to life, from far away to near God. We need to see the grace of the gospel. You see, Jesus came to liberate us from our standing debt with God. We've lived a life that doesn't belong to us, but to God. Yet, we don't thank God or give God credit where it's due. We deny him and reject him and rebel against him. Yet, in Christ, a jubilee has been announced. Full freedom, a canceling of our debts. And of course, we should rejoice How could we not? We can come freely to God. We can enjoy God and live lives of peace with God, opening the way to peace with each other. This is the good news about God's favor that Jesus came to announce. And he could announce it because it would come through him. We're not finished yet. This is also the grace we're privileged to be able to share with the world, with people longing for freedom from shame and guilt, people that have felt powerless to change their own lives. This is the gospel. But as we begin, it all begins with joy in what God has given to you. This is why living out grace is not onerous. It's not a burden. It's delivering good news. Yes, it's true that as with Jesus, not everyone will welcome this good news. We need to remember that. But we certainly can share it with joy. I remember that pure joy I had when our daughter Rachel was born. It had snowed that night and I remember leaving the hospital, practically leaping across the parking lot with snow crunching under my feet, returning to my car. It was sure, sheer joy. And if we could only get the joy of the gospel, of being loved by God, we'd find ourselves sharing it. Let's pray together. Lord God, we open our arms to receive your grace. Help us to grasp what we've been given in Christ. 
Give us joy in your steadfast love that we might share it with others. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.